What is up, fight fans? Welcome to my podcast, also known as the MMA Anomaly Show. I'm your host, Olin Stewart, aka MMA Anomaly. And if you're new here, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and smash that bell for notifications. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the MMA Anomaly Show. I'm your host, Olin, aka MMA Anomaly. And in this episode, we are going to be doing a recap of UFC on Vegas 57. We're going to go ahead and start at the bottom. Um, I'm going to just rush through a couple of these and really go over some of the ones that really stood out to me. So, starting at the bottom, we had Vanessa Demopoulos going up against Jin Yu Frey. Now, Vanessa Demopoulos ended up winning by decision. I personally disagree with the decision. I thought Jin Yu Frey did just enough to actually win the fight. Um, please let me know what you thought in the comments below. In the next fight, we had a bantamweight bout between Brian Boom Kelleher going up against Mario Bautista. Now, I personally, before the fight, thought that Boom Kelleher was going to go in there and get the job done. That is not at all how it ended up going. Uh, Mario Bautista ended up more than getting the job done. He got it done in the first round. He submitted him just two minutes and 27 seconds into the first round. Great job to Bautista, and I definitely look forward to his next match. In the next fight, we had a flyweight matchup between JP Bays and Cody Durden. Cody Durden ends up getting it done by TKO in the first round pretty early on. He uh, dropped JP. JP shot for a sloppy takedown, and just that was the beginning of the end. Speaking of beginning of the end, since coming to the UFC, JP has not looked super impressive. He's lost, I believe, three since coming to the UFC, and I think he's been knocked down what seven eight times across those matches um this might be the end of the road for him as far as the ufc goes but we'll see how he bounces back or if he has a bounce back match in the ufc on the other end of things cody durden finally gets his win uh hard fought well deserved and i mean they fed him to the wolves in his last matchup so good for you cody looking forward to your next matchup in the next match, we had Sergey Morozov getting the win over Halian Paiva. Now, this fight was a bantamweight matchup. It did go to decision. I did agree with the decision on this one. Um, Halian Paiva looked very, very good early on in the fight, but as the fight went on, he definitely started to fade. The gas tank wasn't where it needed to be, and it showed. In the next match, we had a featherweight bout between Shah Yilan and TJ Brown. Uh, hopefully, I didn't mispronounce that name, Shah Yilan. Uh, Either way, great job to both fighters. The blonde guy won. Uh, bad joke. They were both blonde. Uh, but definitely a great match for Shah Yilan. And looking forward to watching him grow across the UFC. In the next match, we had a light heavyweight bout between Tafan and Chukwi going up against Carlos Olberg. And my goodness, Carlos Olberg looks like he is here to stay. Um, that guy is an absolute stud. He ended up stunning his opponent with a jab. Now, judges don't think jabs do damage, but I mean, most of those judges should definitely go back and watch that Carlos Olberg fight because obviously they do. Um, the jab is what started it. That was the beginning of the end. He put it on his opponent after that. And my goodness, I can't wait to watch his next fight. Starting off the main card was a middleweight fight between two absolute beasts. We had Chris Curtis versus Rodolfo Vieira. Now, I said uh, previously in my last video, Chris the Action Man Curtis was going to get it done via knockout early in the first or second round. 
or he was going to end up getting submitted in the first round or losing a decision. What ended up happening is none of those things. Uh, he didn't get a knockout. He didn't get submitted. He ended up winning a decision, which was hard fought and well earned over a very game and very tough Rodolfo Vieira. Um, Rodolfo Vieira showed vast improvements both in the striking and his gas tank, but Chris Curtis proved to be way too much for him. Um, he negated every takedown attempt, I believe, and I don't want to say he made it look easy, but my goodness, he, he made it look easy, didn't he? So uh, definitely looking forward to his next match. Um, like he said in the post-fight presser, he's only got about three or four really good years left of this. And I personally hope they give him some really good matchups and we get to watch a really awesome career develop across the UFC for him across those four years. Speaking of what's next, when it comes to Chris Curtis, I personally think that for his next match, he should be paired against... Christoph Jaco or the winner of Drikas Duplessis, aka DDP, versus Brad Tavares. Uh, I personally think that he would match up very well against any of those three men, and those three men would definitely pair well against him. And either way, the fans would win in those matchups. Uh, what do you guys think? Again, let me know in the comments below what you think of those matchups, or if you'd rather see him match it up with uh, somebody else across the division. In the next fight, we had a Bantamweight matchup between Nathan Maness going up against Umer Nurmagomedov, and Nurmagomedov, Nurmaga murdered him. Uh, across 15 minutes, it was just absolute domination. Umer constantly looks to improve, and it shows. I think um, having Coach Khabib in the corner obviously always pays dividends, and this match was no different. I can't wait to see him actually get matched up against a uh, tougher opposition, taking nothing away from Nathan Maness, but I, I just think that we as fans will get to see a lot more about who he is as a fighter, speaking of Umer uh, Nurmagomedov, if he gets paired against really, really talented up-and-comers as well, like himself. So, that being said, who do I think he should get matched up against next? I personally think that up next, Umer Nurmagomedov should end up having to go against somebody like an Adrian Yanez or maybe a uh, Jonathan Martinez. I think those two would be perfect matchups for him, and I think that that would be a real test of his skills against a strong striker that's really able to, in most cases, negate the wrestling onslaught that their opponents tend to bring. So um, I think that that's the best matchups for him going forward, and I can't wait to see who the UFC pair him against either way. The next fight was a lightweight bout between Tiago Moises going up against Christos Yagos. And Christos Yagos got submitted. Man, it happened very quickly. I thought that that fight was going to end up going the distance. Thought I would have time to uh, get dinner real quick. That was actually not the case. It was uh, one of the faster finished fights on the entire fight card. So, great job to Tiago Moises. Beautiful submission. Set it up beautifully. And... I mean, my God, Tiago Moises, ladies and gentlemen, a lightweight contender. Speaking of contenders, in the next battle, we had a heavyweight fight between Josh Parishian going up against Alan Badeau. Uh, I personally thought Alan Badeau was going to come in here and end up doing some good. It didn't happen. He ate some big shots. Uh, he actually was doing some damage, but maybe he emptied the tank too soon. Um, maybe he expected a finish that wasn't going to come as soon as it did and either way it ended up really getting turned around on him uh his opponent parisian just poured it on survived an early onslaught survived some early danger and came back in round two for the uh tko finish so great job for josh parisian and i will definitely be paying attention in your next fight
In this next fight, the co-main event, it was a welterweight fight, and boy, oh boy, I could not have been more wrong. Oh my goodness. Um, I thought Neil Magny was going to go out there and show his veteranship. I thought that he was probably going to dominate Shavkat Rachmanov. Again, could not have been more wrong. Shavkat went out there, looked to have been coasting to a very, very easy decision win, very dominant decision win. Uh, I literally tweeted that it looked like he was coasting to a very uh, easy dominant decision win, but that was not the case either. I was wrong there as well. Shavkat uh, tends to have a, a habit apparently of proving me wrong, guys. So he ended up submitting him in the second round and again, made it look very easy. Quick transition, got the arm under, and just a quick, quick tap from Neil Magny, which typically doesn't happen. He's a very game opponent. He's a very game fighter. Typically survives hard moments and goes on to win decisions. I'm at a loss for words. Please give us Shavkat Rachmanov versus Kamzat Shemaev. Or give us him versus Sean Brady. Or give us him versus Michel Paeda. Either way, I would love to see any and all of those matches uh, across Shavkat's career. Please and thank you. This next match was... Just honestly, a, a fight for the ages. Armand Sarukian going up against Mateo Scamro. I thought the judges got it right. Uh, I, do, I did see that there was uh, quite a debate going on on Twitter. Again, there's a problem with judging. There's a problem with scoring. That being said, I did think that the judges got it right. I thought that they gave the win to the right person who was Mateo Scamro. I said this in my previous video. I thought either um, Armand was going to end up winning in the first two rounds via finish or he was going to end up losing in the later rounds due to the fact that Mateos Gamro has far more experience in 25 minute fights and actually going into those 25 minute fights going all 25 minutes. This is exactly what ended up happening. Now Mateos Gamro lost the first two rounds in my opinion and then ended up winning the next three rounds. He showed his veteranship, showed his durability, and showed his gas tank. I take nothing away from Armand Sarukian because he was in that fight for every single second of it and at no point in time did I blink and think that he was out of that fight or was going to lose that fight, right? He was landing bombs. The body kicks, the sounds of the body kicks that he was landing were just absolutely unworldly. I'll try and throw some clips in here. Um, as always, if there are any clips in this video, all the ownership to those are ESPN Plus and the UFC. Make sure you watch the fights on ESPN Plus and UFC Fight Pass. Now that we've gone over the decision, what do I think should be next for these gentlemen? For Armand Sarukian, there's a couple of choices. For me, those choices are the winner of Brad Riddell versus Jalen the Tarantula Turner or Mean Bobby Green. I think those matchups, again, uh, they, they bode well for all men involved. And more than anything, they bode well for us fans. Those fights are promising. And I, I just think, again, fans win if he gets paired against any of those gentlemen. Now, across from him, we have the winner of that fight, Mateo Scamrote. Who do I think Mateo should end up fighting next? Again, personally, I think it should end up being somebody like a Gregor Gillespie or the winner of the Battle of the Rafaels. We got Rafael uh, Dos Anjos going up against Rafael Faziev. Whoever wins that fight, I think should end up fighting Mateo Scamrote. Something that was brought up is the fact that the rankings are kind of a popularity contest. In the lightweight rankings, we still have Conor McGregor, whose last win at lightweight was who? Uh, Eddie Alvarez? Is that right? Please, God, that can't be right. Is that right? His last lightweight win, if that's true, is like 2016. And the guy is still number eight ranked in the lightweight division off of fan service and popularity. Personally, I think both the men that we watched in Saturday's fight, Armand Sarukian and Mateo Scamrote, 
just dog walk Conor McGregor and should be ranked leaps and bounds higher than him. What do you think? Please let me know in the comments below. And as usual, I really appreciate the support. I really hope uh, you guys are liking the new, you know, uh, camera lighting, microphone setup, and I hope to continue to improve for you all. Thanks so much, and I will see you next week.